everyone. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Dina. Welcome to the Grim Curriculum Extra Credit. Yeah, we are episode two now, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> We've recorded some content, so I'm not we wasn't sure exactly how it was all coming out but so yeah this will be episode two that's exciting yes and uh i have sophie the cat joining us today so if you hear sporadic kitty cat meows and chirping that is uh i guess our guest today yeah um we are recording on easter sunday so um this will be coming out on wednesday obviously if you're listening um so hope everybody had a fabulous we oh my god a fabulous weaster they're gonna say a fabulous weed. I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope everyone had a fabulous Easter to all who celebrated, and you ate all the turkey or ham or whatever it is you have for Easter. Yeah, absolutely, and all the discounted chocolate in the next uh, couple yeah. days because you know I'm focusing on the really important stuff here. No, absolutely, I am 100 percent with you. Are you enjoying all the sunshine? Oh my god, I've been, like, it's like my personality has, like, crawled out from the abyss of winter again, I feel like. I feel like a human being again. Oh my god, I've been sitting outside with Buffy and just absorbing the sun's rays. It's been glorious. Oh my god, it seriously is. I am, I'm, like, welcoming it with open arms. It oh, is totally lovely. And I also the snow is almost gone as well, and my in-laws are here visiting for Easter right now from Saskatchewan, and they have a lot more snow still there than we do. Ha ha. I know. Feels <laughs> yeah. good. Even even though the brown and crusty grass is all we have right now, it feels good to just have the snow gone. It feels good to just have a weather win because I feel like we're always talking about how cold and miserable we are. So this is a nice change of pace. Exactly. Exactly. And my little corpse body thrives on the heat. So. And uh, speaking of lovely Edmonton, Alberta, Canada... We have a uh, big news kind of going on here in the last little bit. Mm -hmm. um, those of you who don't know, the famous, I guess it's famous to us anyways, mm -hmm. Mindbender is officially closing. Yes. And, oh, man, so, that's monumental, you guys. Mm -hmm. So the it's the biggest um, roller coaster in Galaxyland, which is in West Edmonton Mall, which was at one point the biggest mall in the world. Um, and yeah, it's finally being all dismantled. They're putting, I think, some new stuff in. I'm assuming they are just making room for new stuff, so. Yeah, Galaxyland was bought out by Hasbro recently, which is oh. interesting, and I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But why are we talking about a roller coaster? Let's go over this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're probably like, oh, that's interesting, but it's not very grim. Well, no, oh, just you wait. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, in June of 1986, the last car on the roller coaster, it derailed and flew right into a wall uh three people died quite a few 19 people were seriously injured uh the roller coaster was traveling about a hundred kilometers an hour oh and it was shocking uh this is obviously during a time that neither of us were even alive but no. it's something that like if you live in edmonton you know this story and it's just one of those things that really, really sticks. And I have the newspaper article from 1986 in front of me right now. And the interesting thing that this article says is that um, 
It was investigated in April beforehand after people talked about uh, just feeling injured after the ride, which I'll get to in a moment. But um, one of the things that they said, it was possible that they weren't going to reopen it. And that was in 1986 that they were saying that. And uh, clearly they did. Obviously, no one has died on it since, but it's finally time for it to go. And have you ever been on the Mindbender? Actually, I've walked through Galaxyland and stuff just to, like, get to various other places in the mall, but I've never actually, like, partaken in Galaxyland, if that makes sense. Yeah! Um, I've never, like, ridden any of the roller coasters or anything like that. Like, I knew of the story. I knew that people had died as a result of riding on it, but I didn't realize that it was all at once. I thought it had been several people over like decades kind of thing. No. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a yeah. rough, rough story. I've been on it a total of three times. I was going to ask if you'd been on it or not. <laughs> yeah. So I was quite younger. This was probably like junior high to high school that I had gone on it because I would not do this today. <laughs> and um, the interesting thing is they talk about it being a triple loop roller coaster, right? And what they mm-hmm. don't talk about is that third loop. I personally passed out on this roller coaster all three times on that third loop. Holy shit. Yep. And here's the thing. Any of you who have been on the Mindbender, let us know. Did you also pass out? Because apparently a lot of people pass out on that third loop. And it was actually the first time I had ever passed out. I've yeah. never passed out on a ride before. I do like rides, so that's crazy. I, it, that just reminded me. I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with... Um, it's called, I think, the Euthanasia Loop or something like that. Yes. And it's uh, just sort of like a theoretical, more of an art piece, I think. But basically, someone calculated, the artist calculated like how many loops it would take in kind of like what sizes and what speeds in order to kill you but in a slow way so that you wouldn't you would just kind of die of happiness of rolling or riding a roller coaster which is a very very morbid consideration but the fact that it the mindbender has the three loops and you said you passed out on the third loop I was like oh my god yeah and see and like I thought like oh my goodness I can't believe I passed out on this thing and then I started talking to more people and they're like yeah of course that's yeah you pass out on the mindbender that's like a thing that seems that's not okay yeah (laughs) I don't I don't think you're allowed to knock people out without their consent. (laughs) Right? And it's like, it's a very, very specific spot. And I think, don't quote me on this, I think it's like shortly before or shortly after they take the pictures at the end. Oh my God. So you could be in, like the expression on your face could be absolutely anything. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember just like being... I was going through the loops because the three kind of happen in order and I'm on the last one. And then I just remember the ride like finishing. Oh my God. And I was like, that's scary. A little bit. And it's funny because um, I don't know if you've ever done one of those like really big ones that are at like K-Days and stuff like the slingshot ones or whatever. You always see the videos that are hilarious because people are screaming and passing out and stuff. I want like, have you ever done something like that? I did the, I used to be really, really big on rides. I'm not anymore. I haven't done any of those, but I did do the drop of doom or like whatever it's called. The one where like you go up, like it's like the tallest ride. Oh yeah, 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 totally the drop of doom. Yeah. yeah, And you'd go up to the top and then it just drops you. 
Mm -hmm. um and then it just kind of drops you a few times and i think galaxy land has like the opposite version of it where you shoot up oh interesting and so i've done both of those but i did not pass out on them no, I've done the, like, Drop of Doom at Katie's, and um, back in the day, me and one of my best friends from high school, we loved rides, so we would go to Katie's every summer together, and we would always make it a point of going on the Drop of Doom right at 11pm, because that's when they set off the fireworks, so you could be at the top of the Drop of the Doom when the fireworks went off. Me and my friends did exactly the same thing. I wonder oh if God. we were ever okay. on the same drop of doom at the same time. Dude, there's a good chance <gasps> for sure. I love it. But yeah, so rides. Are we for them? Are we against them? <laughs> Would you ride them? Do you stay away from them altogether? Like, let us know. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a chicken shit now. Like, I used to be such a little daredevil, and now I'm just like, I'd rather not. I'll watch. I, I think I've just come to a point where, like, I'm 30 now, so things like bungee jumping skydiving that kind of thing i just think like oh after i bungee jump my back is probably gonna hurt i'm gonna be sore for days yeah like this <laughs> might ruin me for the rest of my life like i have those considerations now it's not that i'm necessarily scared to but it's like what is what's gonna be the lasting effect of this okay. action absolutely and i want to just say one more thing about okay. the mind bender before we stop talking about that today mm -hmm. Um, it was declared safe the day before the accident by a provincial safety inspector. Wow. So, um, that's why I don't trust rides. I know. And, you know, like you see the ones at, you know, your local fairgrounds, like I said, K-Days or whatnot. And you're like, that is doing some serious, like, centrifugal force. Like, what if that just flies? I mean, I would imagine a majority of our listeners have seen, um... Oh, what are they called? Oh, the Final Destination movies or whatever. Like, oh my God, absolutely! You don't even have to see those nowadays. There's so many videos of rides just messing up and people falling out of them and dying, and it's just like oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I probably sound like such a boring old lady right now, but I'm gonna stay alive and not die on any rides. That's absolutely fair. There's better ways to get your jollies than putting your uh, life on the line, I think. Absolutely. I still want to skydive, though, so whatever. Uh, I, I'm, I, go, I flip flop on the skydiving. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not on a plane, so I probably am talking all brave right now. But uh, <laughs> Edmonton is uh, crazy right now, isn't it? It is, actually. I mean, do we want to talk about the LRT attacks that are happening since we're on the Edmonton topic? I think we we're going to do it in a slightly different order, but this seems like a good segue. Sure, so. yeah. Lead us into it. Stuff is crazy. And first, so, I just I want to say this first before she gets started. Just one thing to explain. Mm -hmm. This probably may not sound like a big deal to some of you because I know some of you live in places where I'm sure stuff like this happens a lot more often, but this is not normal for us. No. So over the last little while, there's been a string of attacks and assaults on our Edmonton LRT system, which is our like... Um, light rail transit. Yes, light rail transport. So like our public train that goes throughout the city. It's a bit of a shit show, basically at all points throughout its history, honestly. But yeah, th so this string of assaults has been happening. Let me just pull up one of the articles here. Yeah, there's like a million of them. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, even if you just Google LRT attack Edmonton, as you scroll down, it's like 
CTV News, 31st of March. Well, that was only 10 days ago. Then it goes back to, like, there was one in December. There was another one earlier uh, in March. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like from what the articles have said, the victims are kind of all over the place in demographics. A lot of these are random attacks that are happening. Yeah. So you wonder, is this, like... And this is, like, pure speculation, guys. Like, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. But, like, is this something that's gang-related where they're an initiation thing? Man, I sound like such a, like, suburban white mom right It's now, the gangs. Like, um, or is it, like, a particular person that's doing it? Is it several people? Like, it's... but No, the... this is men. This is women. This is younger people that are attacking. This is older people that are attacking. It is yeah. all sorts. And I have a theory... Okay, for for what it's worth, I honestly, I think what we are seeing right now is the result of us being in a pandemic in lockdown for as long as we have been mentally the pandemic was not kind to a lot of people, most Mm -hmm. people. And now everyone is kind of, you know, we've gotten back into regular life and you have folks who have had a very difficult few years who didn't get the mental health treatment that they might need or didn't get the housing supports or whatever. More people are probably going towards crime because of that. More people are probably lashing out because they're not getting the supports and it's leading to this. Totally. I think as well as just everything else that's going on in the world right now, like uh, the economy and, you know, housing markets and all of this Mm -hmm. absolutely heinous shit. Everyone's on edge. It makes your tolerance for any kind of bullshit drop significantly. And then, like you say, add on the extra mental health stuff that the pandemic has had on us. It's... I don't know. It's it's a crazy, crazy... I feel like big events like the pandemic, not to get off on a pandemic tangent, but they historically have kind of brought people together, I think. But if anything, this one has shown that it's been more divisive than anything and people tend not to work together or be as sympathetic anymore, I think. Oh, absolutely. And what's interesting about it is the I believe it was just the last one that happened. There was a huge announcement that was made and they were like, we're going to take extra safety measures. We understand this is a problem. This is going to change. It's unacceptable. And then I think like three hours later, someone got stabbed. Yeah, well, the the one, the most recent one on March 22nd, I think, um, the guy that was attacked said a man that he didn't know hit him from behind with a squeegee. Like, what, what, what the fuck? And it, and it fractured the bone around his eye. Like, it broke his orbital bone. So what the fuck is that about? A squeegee? Oh, Hello? my God. I'm seeing the pictures right now. Like, that's insane. What, like, what? insanity is happening guys it's honestly like i i feel like right now the world is just not in good shape at all yeah i mean i've been very lucky um in my time living in edmonton that i've had to ride public transit very little but the times i have ridden public transit with like friends for events or whatever has always been a wild ride. There has not been a single unremarkable trip on either a bus or the LRT. Like this one time, my friends and I, there's three of us, we were coming back from an event and it was a completely empty car except for maybe like one or two other people that were further down. And my friend kind of like 
bumps my elbow. I was sitting in the middle of them. And he's like, hey. And he kind of points down the car to the end. And there's this huge puddle of red. And oh he's my God. Like, what do you think? Do you think that's blood? <laughs> and then our other friend looks down and she's like, oh my God. And I was like, it looks like blood. Like, a, uh, not to get into too much gory detail, but I have seen puddles of blood before. And I was like, it certainly looks like a puddle of blood. If it is blood, whoever's missing it, I hope they got medical attention because oh it was a lot. It was like someone had dropped a two liter of of pop or whatever and then it had broken like it was a huge puddle that's unreal honestly like I I used to take uh public transit a lot to go to school and like when I was in university and stuff and Mm -hmm. my I was lucky I never had anything like bad happen but it was a lot of just strange people wanting to talk to you I know um I have my ears stretched right and they're pretty big And uh, I used to wear tunnels in them a lot. And I remember I was waiting for the LRT downtown one day and there weren't that many people. I was just sitting down and this lady sits down next to me and starts putting her fingers through my ear holes and asking me, like, does it did it hurt to do this? And I was just like, oh, my God, what the hell did this woman just do to me? That is so violating i can't i know i know like do not put your fingers into my ear holes what the hell and that's actually not the only time that's happened to me either fucking hell i mean (laughs) apart from like little old ladies in the grocery store when i was a little girl being like oh my god your curls and touching my hair (laughs) um i've never had anyone like accost me on uh public transit i've seen a few um interesting characters shall we say one of which was talking to the bus driver about uh like the lizard people conspiracy theory which was very interesting to listen to sanest person in the room probably honestly (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it a little more but the shitty thing is about attacks like this as well is that they're just completely out of the blue like this guy said i didn't know this guy he just hit me on the back of the head randomly like it's not like they had gotten into an altercation or something it was a completely random out of the blue like sucker punch basically he could have gotten killed i haven't seen yet but has anyone died as a result yet don't actually yes i think so i think so it looks like so far been okay um a a silver lining i suppose but like oh no no oh no no uh in calgary Oh, in Calgary, An too. 81-year-old man oh. was shoved onto the train tracks, <gasps> oh my hit God. his head on the concrete platform, and died. Oh, my God. That is horrific. Okay. Lovely. Well, lovely. I, <sighs> I want to move to, like, a forest away from everything and everyone, I, please. Yeah, I want a little stone cottage on the cliffs by the sea. That's all I ask. That's... I don't want to see anybody ever again. <laughs> I, I always wondered why people would want to do that when I was younger, because I always wanted to live in, like, a giant city. Yep. No. Yep. Um... And speaking of housing and places to live. That's a great segue. Thank I you. Love that. Thank you well so much. Done. Wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to take us into this one since you uh, you told sure. me about this? Yeah, so I was, uh, you know, mindlessly scrolling through the old Tiki Talk the other day, and um, I saw that for a measly $7 million US, you, sir, 
yes, you there in the front could own the Colorado house where John Benet Ramsey was found dead. Oh. So the Ramsey Mansion is for sale for, yeah, seven million US dollars. And before we get into anything like obvious here, can we talk about the fact that they bought the house in 1991 for $500,000? Wow. Yep. Talk about property value increase. <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you. This is going to be very morbid, but I wonder how much of that increase was due to the infamy of it. That's an excellent question. So in 1998, a group of investors bought the house for $650,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to resell it and donate the profits to the JonBenet Ramsey Children's Foundation. It doesn't say if they actually did. Uh. Uh, The address was changed from 755 15th Street to 749 15th Street in 2001. And that's when the house started going up. It went up to 1.05 million in 2004. And uh, they've tried to sell it a few times. So they tried to sell in 2008 for 6 point, or sorry, 2.68 million. Uh, In 2009, it went to 2.29 million. February wow, so two really climbed. Holy yeah, wow. February two thousand eleven, two point three million. Two thousand fourteen, one point nine eight million, and two thousand twenty three, the year of nonsense, six point nine five million dollars. Wow, and I a lot of that I wonder too. It's like, well, the documentary came out. I think well, there's been quite a few documentaries, but I feel like there was one fairly recently too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I hate to be this person. It's a nice house. Oh, it's lovely. It's oh, gorgeous. Man. It's beautiful brick. It's it's a big house, guys. And in, in this economy, I can't say that I wouldn't say no to a beautiful haunted Queen Anne that was a steal of a deal. And you know what? It's not even like it is in the movies where it's like a family was killed in this house. That's why it's, you know, a quarter of the price of the rest in the neighborhood. It's like Mm -hmm. a family was killed in this house. We're charging more for it. Literally, because people are morbid. I mean, that's the way it is. Anything that is anything just becomes an attraction these days, I feel like. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, I looked at the houses that are selling around that area. Mm-hmm. And they're they are substantially less. They're like two point eight million or something like that. They're around that mark. Because oh, uh, so it has to be the hype then. Sure, it's gotta be, which is kind of messed up. I don't I don't personally understand why I would specifically want to buy a house that a child was murdered in. Like I'm looking at a grid here. And the closest house that is anywhere around the same price in that kind of neighborhood is three point five million. The and the rest are around one to two. Wow. So yeah, it has to be. There's no other reason that I could see the price being that different. Yeah, it's. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be. I uh, you sent me a really awesome uh, article here with a bunch of different murder houses. Oh yes, yes. And uh, one of them is the uh, the Amityville house. Yes, and that is very much on our list. So worry not, we will be covering that maybe sooner than you think. Ooh, also, hint, on hint. Uh, the OG Grim curriculum, obviously, it's yeah, a steal of a deal. It's again another absolutely fucking massive house, and it, it's got the the water near it. Like, I mean, a spoiler alert. 
they kind of lied about the hauntings or yeah. that is that is the general consensus yeah. so i mean really like i mean a family was killed there, there there's no doubt about oh, that that absolutely. happened but at least it's not coming with ghosts yeah, I mean, if you've seen the original movies and that's all you know of the actual uh, Amityville story, then you are in for a wild ride if you ever look into it a little further, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's listed for 850000 It's got five bedrooms and, of course, in New York State. So I would say for probably its location and its size, that's, yeah, steal of a deal. See, I feel like that's how your murder houses should be priced. Expensive, but not so cheap that you're tricking, like, a young family into buying it. Right, but, like, it should come with a discount. Yeah, absolutely. For your troubles. As I was scrolling through the list, the one that actually shocked me because I never gave it another thought was the Dahmer house. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that one's a lot smaller than the other ones that we looked at. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just a normal, you know, middle class home, really. Yeah. And uh, well, obviously, normal, you know, the Dahmer house. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the apartment, but it's where he killed his first victim. It looks like PETA tried to convert it to a vegan restaurant. Which I, I just, I, you know, it's not often I'm truly speechless, <laughs> but I don't really know what to say about that, you know? The idea that people would want to eat their period is just... <laughs> I, I, yeah, and like you say, it wasn't the apartment but nonetheless still a place where a, a very infamous serial killer murdered his first victim yeah and you thought vegan restaurant huh Not yeah jeffrey dahmer was totally a cannibal and stuff they're like it's okay we'll make it <sighs> vegan don't worry about it yeah it'll it'll um what's the word balance it out <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, yeah. there is the oj simpson house mm -hmm. and uh honestly like that kind of brings an entire different level to it because a house like that, you're dealing with tourism. You're dealing with people wanting to see the house. You're dealing with, you know, buses driving past it with a bunch of people in it being like, this is a murder house. Like Totally. Um, a guy I used to work with told me a story. Um, like he's he's a dad with like 20 year old kids of his own kind of thing. And um, we, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but he was telling me that when he was young and like when he was in college, a bunch of him or him and a bunch of his buddies kind of did a spring break thing down to Los Angeles and it, the whole thing had just happened. And so mm. he said they weren't super interested, but they were staying pretty close. So one of the friends was like, well, why don't we like go down there and just take a walk by it kind of thing. And he said that this police officer was kind of standing guard out front of it and was like, hey, y'all need to get the fuck out of here kind of thing. For some reason, one of them said something and the police officer was like, wait, are you guys Canadian? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're down here on spring break. We're from Alberta. And he's like, oh, y'all can walk past. It's fine. What? Give what? the Canadians their murder house. I guess. So, oh like, my God. he didn't, like, let them in or anything, but he allowed them to walk past that stretch of street that was kind of cordoned off for the most that part. That is too funny. I guess sometimes it pays to be Canadian, man. I guess, hey? He, you know what I always wonder? Because I think about, like, uh, the Lizzie Borden house. Oh, sure, yeah. 
or like any house like that that's been converted to like a bed and breakfast or that you can like stay at or visit or whatever. What do you do with a murder house? Do you sell it? Do you destroy it? Because there's John Wayne Gacy's house. Oh, God. Yeah, and we so, just need to burn that motherfucker down. Exactly. And I mean, like, in a situation like that, obviously there's a pretty big difference between, you know, someone dying in a house or 26 bodies being found in a crawl space under a house. Sure. I mean, people die all the time. You know, it's just one of those fun facts of life. And so, statistically speaking, a lot of those people are going to die at home or in a house just because of where we spend our time as human beings, right? So whether of natural causes or someone else does it, you're probably going to die in a house. It makes you think, really, you know? Because, I mean, it's it's bound to happen. If you look at a house that's been around for a while, someone's probably died in it. Um, I, up until recently, lived in a house that someone was killed just outside of in the yard. And, like, it's shitty obviously it's awful it happened i mean i kind of wish i got a little bit of a discount yeah you know i feel i feel like that should that should serve as like give me a like you know 50 bucks a month off i don't care but still um but it brings me to the the john wayne gacy house because that's a whole other approach to it they completely destroyed it yes they they put a three-bedroom two-bathroom house on top of it right before he was killed it's still there. It's a different house. But at the same time, it's like, would you want to live on that land? I consider myself a skeptic when it comes to like ghosts and spooky things, but I'm always interested to know other people's experiences. I just haven't really experienced something completely convincing myself personally, but I worry about my own imagination. If you bought that house and you were a skeptic, anytime something slightly like unexplainable happened, you would be like, oh my God, it's haunted. Like, of you, I feel course, like you how could you not? Yeah, so I think unless you were, I don't know, going into it with the right mindset, I think it could be not the best place for someone mental health wise. That's where you put up a park. Yeah, or a parking lot. Like just completely. Yeah, anything, like, anything but. Yeah, it shouldn't resemble a home anymore because of the incredibly, like, the person that lived there previously did not make it a home, so no. let's remove it. You exactly. Know? Like, you know, you seriously, like, you put a park in, put some benches, a memorial plaque, yeah, some trees, trees. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But actually, it's interesting, though, because this house got the opposite of the uh, Jean Bonnet house approach. Um, they ended up destroying it and building a new house, like we said. But it looks like this one, they had to change the address. A lot of the people would buy it, and then they would realize what it was and then sell it. Oh. And uh, it looks here like in 2004, it was sold for $300,000 to a financial institution. And then 15 years later, it was put up again for a 19% discount. And it sold during the pandemic. Oh, man. So no one wanted that one. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing I want more in the world right now than to own my own home. That's my goal that we're striving towards right now. Oh, I don't think I could buy Dahmer House. No Dahmer House, no Gacy House, none of that. Because I'm just looking at John Wayne Gacy's face and I just picture trying to sleep and hearing Mm -hmm. him like the the handcuffs rattling and him just like, oh, oh, Mm -mm. oh, like it's just, it's, it's all bad. 
I mean, there's always places um, that kind of have that same infamy as, like, OJ's. So, like, this is the Versace house, which I feel like the Versace name alone, never mind all the craziness that went on within the family, would be enough to make this place kind of a famous one. 24-carat gold-lined swimming pool. Yeah. It's 19,000 square feet. (laughs) In Miami South Beach, um, it's listed, or it was listed in 2012 for $125 million, but it sold at auction for 41.5, so only a fraction. A bargain. You know, chunk change. But yeah, that I bet you that is opulence. Oh, just looking at that house, I feel like six times more poor than I even am. Oh, absolutely. That house <laughs> is sneering at us. It is. It just <laughs> called me a peasant in like three different languages. Absolutely. And I think we might have thrown this question out to you guys before because I feel like we've talked about murder houses, you know, sprinkled in and out of the episodes up to this point. But would you like what would your hard line be like? What would you be willing to deal with in terms of buying a murder house? If it was a steal of a deal, would you take it? Or would you be like, nah, I'll wait for the non murder house, please. And thank you. Or do you not care? Are you just yeah, like, you know, a house is a house, know. who cares? Yeah, or yeah. do you want to just live in bliss? Because, I mean, I feel like that's all. That's an option. I, d- oh, I don't think I would want to know, but um, when we moved into our current home, uh, we had this lovely old gentleman who was, like, in his 90s, and we would he was pretty much all the way deaf, but he was lovely. And he, we'd chat over the fence to him once in a while. And he was saying, did you guys buy this place? And we're like, no, no, just renting. And he goes, oh, he said, there's been some interesting people over the last while. I've lived here for 35 oh, years kind of thing, right? And I was like, oh, is that so? And he said, yeah, you know, people kind of come and go, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's normal with renting, I feel. And he goes, but there was that grow up that one time. Oh, <laughs> and he was like, oh, I had my suspicions when there were cop cars in all sorts of different vehicles out all sorts of different times a day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> That's why, like, okay, true crime safety tip, get to know the old people in your neighborhood. Because they totally. it's either them that are the trouble or they know everything. And honestly, um, most of our neighbors are, you know, retired couples with grandkids and stuff like that. For the most part, and they've all been absolutely lovely to us the time we've been here. So I would wish for no, there is no better neighbor, I, in my opinion. Oh yay. Yay for the old <laughs> man who gossiped to you. I love it. Absolutely. Love, it's love, fantastic. love it. So yeah, would you live in a murder house? I'm curious. I guess I kind of have, and um, I don't really feel too many ways about it. It was kind of like a shock to find out. But I also think, like, a lot of people think that uh, you need to, like, it's required to tell the people who are buying the house or renting the house that someone was killed there or died and that is not the truth at all my friends not all the time i think even just to like throw some things out there i think in certain states or whatever if it's within the year they have to say something or if it's within like three years they have to say something but after that they are not obligated at all if people ask, they have to be honest, but they don't have to bring it up kind of thing. Yeah, like if they don't ask, then they're just not going to tell you. Yeah, and I mean, that's just business, <laughs> really. You, you gotta sell. I mean, at the end you of the day. You market the good things, not the bad exactly. things, Exactly. Right? It's like, look at these beautiful floors. They washed a lot of blood off of them, but look how nice they are and they clean up real well. Yeah, the resto people did a fabulous job. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh, oh so from horrifying roller coasters to terrifying houses, I feel like we've we've covered a whole spectrum of things here today. Yeah, I have very much enjoyed this, just yakking away. It's been good. And I think it's brought up some interesting questions. It is. And that's kind of why we wanted to do this show, too. Because, like, we want to do the interviews, but, like, a lot of it is just the fact that we enjoy each other's company. And we think we're funny and have a lot to talk about. And if you also like what we like to talk about, then... Yay for everybody. Win, 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 win. Exactly, yeah. So if you do like our extra credit shows and you want us to cover other things or you have articles that you want us to look at or folks you want us to interview, let us know because this is fun and we love it. And uh, same thing goes for the regular show as well. If there's anything you want us to add to our list, let us know. But uh, it's all so much fun. We love it. So should we wrap up with our usual question? It's becoming our usual question. This is only the second time. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you like to be the uh, questioner or the questionee? I guess I'll ask you and then you can ask me next time. Sure. Okay. So Dina, what was the first horror movie that gave you nightmares? I started watching horror movies from, like, way too young of an age. Same. Um, And oddly enough, I don't remember movies like It or anything like that giving me nightmares when I was little. Okay. Um, The very first horror movie nightmare that I have is actually The Ring. Oh, that checks out. And I remember, it's because I remember the dream so vividly. This wasn't, probably wasn't the first movie to give me nightmares, but this one sticks with me. In the dream, I was having a shower. And uh, that scary ass bitch Samara popped up in the shower and started like her hair was all like floating everywhere and like clogging the drain and stuff. And she was like trying to like pull me in to like the bath and I was trying to scream. But you know those dreams where you're screaming but you can't? the worst either that or it's like you're trying to run and you're running so slowly yes it was that and that is my story of uh yeah the ring the ring that's an interesting one i didn't see it until much later in my teens and by the time i watched it i was like yeah that's scary but people had hyped it up so much already that it kind of like lost its touch a little bit i was an asshole because like i had the nightmare but then i also when i saw it with my friends in the theater There was, like, a big group of us girls that went. And the way that the theater was is there was – the seats were in the middle and two doors on either side. And I was at the far end, and I snuck out and went all the way around. (gasps) And I know, I know, so bad. And I (laughs) crawled on that nasty theater floor. That's how committed I was. And I had long black hair, okay? Oh, God. And I grabbed my friend, and I'm pretty sure she peed herself. I probably would have shit my pants. I would have been like, wow, thanks, Dina. <laughs> yeah, I was a freaking brat. I was, like, very young, I do have to say. So uh, don't see movies with me anyway, but yeah. Diabolical. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been The Grim Curriculum. Extra, Extra credit. credit.